Um, I've been wondering all night what would back me up here. You know, surging seas, falling leaves, moving clouds, or sharks. And uh, fortunately, the sharks have departed, and I seem to have Niagara Falls. Anyway, it's been quite a day, a day that has really made clear why we need the Nicholas Institute. There was so much said today to inspire our efforts. But there is also one contrast to which I want to draw your attention. The contrast between the magnitude of the environmental problems faced by us, along with our fellow citizens throughout the globe, and the public's weak and often deeply flawed knowledge of the scope and scale of those problems. In particular, the survey results of Peter Hart and Bill McInturf show that the American public, which should be among the most knowledgeable and whose political will is among the most important, possesses no sense of the urgency of the environmental problems and no true sense of the political paralysis that surrounds the issues. Yet no one who listened to today's discussions about the great challenges we face on issues as wide-ranging as climate change, habitat destruction, and fisheries depletion could fail to feel the pressing need for action. The problems are of enormous magnitude. Yet there is a disconnect, one that is disheartening to some, but energizing to us. On the one hand, we feel the tremendous urgency to initiate scientifically informed policy action now. On the other hand, there is a notable lack of political will on the part of the public and an unwillingness to lead on the part of our so-called political leadership. This disconnect is one of the great motivations for the generosity of our donors, the commitment of the university's leadership, and the dedication of so many of our faculty and students to the mission of the Nicholas Institute. But such passion for knowledge and engagement necessary to address these great environmental policy challenges does not explain why this institute, at Duke, and at this time, for that, we need to understand more about our university. Duke is uh, distinctively positioned to host the Institute. This is not because we have every resource or every area of expertise. Of course we do not. In fact, we fervently hope that our venture will inspire others in academia and in other sectors of the society to bring their capabilities to bear on environmental challenges. We will seek these folks out. We will seek to spur them to research and engagement. We will press for the collaborations that will enrich both their efforts and ours. But recognizing the need for some well-placed humility in the face of the range, depth, and urgency of the environmental challenges we face, it must also be underlined that Duke does have a lot to offer. In particular, I'd like to focus on three features of, the du of, the du of Duke that I believe provide reasons for great optimism. First, as you could see today, Duke in the Triangle area has an enormous amount of intellectual talent to offer the Institute's mission. And we are willing to engage the best thinkers from wherever they may come. You could see it here today as Duke faculty interacted with their colleagues from around the country to discuss the challenges presented to us. What makes this possible? Most fundamental is the Nicholas School, the nation's first school of the environment. It has matured into a provider of the nation's finest graduate environmental education. 
With over 50 faculty bridging so many of the challenges we discussed today, the Nicholas School will be a tremendous source of knowledge and energy for the Institute. And the great thing about this is that in playing this role, the school will itself be enriched and enhanced, becoming even more of a magnet for those interested in environmental sciences and policy. But the Institute will fail if it does not look more broadly across the campus and thereby marshal all of our resources. We also have seen today the contributions that our faculty in law, policy, medicine, and business, among others, can make in the development of environmental solutions. But we must be broader than that. We must not stop with the obvious collaborations. So much knowledge resides at Duke that might creatively be applied to our environmental challenges. The Institute should be aggressive in finding new collaborations. For example, does not the disconnect between the vastness of the environmental challenges and low attention and mobilization of the public suggest that we should tap our expertise in marketing and public opinion in considering how better to educate and mobilize the public? Do not the great challenges facing our future growth from limitations of energy and on the availability and quality of water press for us to put our best engineering as well as our best environmental sciences faculty minds to work on these solutions? Does not the resonance of moral and equity arguments for greater environmental stewardship call on us to mobilize our philosophers and divinity faculty to develop the principles to the fullest? Of course it does. Now, for those of you who know academic politics, you might be saying it's easier for him to call for collaboration on campus than to make it really happen. But this is the second area in which I believe Duke brings something special. We have worked very, very hard on our campus to foster an atmosphere of cross-disciplinary, cross-school collaboration. And I believe we are succeeding in building that culture here at Duke. Our faculty have often self-selected to be at Duke because they know this is a place open to partnerships with colleagues in other schools, sometimes in widely divergent disciplines, to flesh out a fuller and more complete understanding of the issues that they study. And many more faculty come here with a latent openness to such collaborations and interest in the problems to which they can be directed, and then find that they not only can but are encouraged to pursue those interests through collaboration. And still others discover, and that's the word for it, discover. They discover the potential excitement of such collaborations only once they arrive here. The institute that we launch today embodies, embraces, and thereby enhances the culture of openness and, interdis and interdisciplinarity that already exists. And to the degree it is necessary, the Institute will have the support of the President and myself as it seeks to build those bridges to other schools, other centers, and institutes around the campus. Finally, it is all well and good to have top scholarship on an issue and to have strong collaborative efforts to seek out solutions, but there is always a risk that the knowledge may not cross the chasm between the academic world and those in decision-making positions. Duke has determined that putting the knowledge, our knowledge, or the knowledge developed within its walls at the service of the broader society should be one of our signature features. This will be among the critical themes of the strategic plan that we are now developing. But living up to that priority will also require leadership. 
In fact, it will be critically dependent on having such leaders. In Tim Profeta and Bill Riley, joining with Bill Schlesinger, we have precisely the leadership team that will enable us to take the wonderful science of the environment developed here at Duke and in collaborations with others and project it into the complexly political debates about these issues in the governmental, non-governmental, and corporate sectors where the decisions are made that are critical to the future of our environment. Tim and Bill are fresh from the environmental policy wars. They have been enmeshed in the environmental policy debates of two decades, and they know how it is to take an idea and create political momentum behind it. Thus, with Tim and Bill at the helm, with a strong and collaborative faculty behind them, and with the wholehearted support of the university's administrative leadership, we believe, in fact, we know we are launching something special here today. I hope you join me in my enthusiasm tonight and that we can count on you in the days ahead. The mandate is too important for us not to succeed. Thank you very much.